Hello and welcome. I'm Rafaela. And I'm Barb. And we are Recovery, Recovery 201. 201. Hi, Barb. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? You know, I feel pretty good. A little overwhelmed with everything going on, going so fast and, and you know, and stuff. But I'm excited. I'm excited, too. For this. I try to remind myself why we started doing this every time I started to get a little like ah, right. it freaks me out but right. this is my problem I have anxiety and it manifests in forms of just feeling crazy you know well I don't think you're crazy I think I think we're just working hard and we're gonna um it's just a lot right now it's a lot we don't know I, I feel know. I said I said to you the other day I'm like I'm so humbled I feel so humbled by like trying two hours it takes me to make an email address i was like oh my gosh and then the guy I, we read a review the guy say oh it was so easy it took me 20 minutes to set up 300 people accounts and i'm like oh my god here i thought i could be myself such like sort of you know high-tech smart person but i've learned i'm not so much and there is a whole new world in front of me that I know nothing about. But, I think, I think but, just because I have a smartwatch doesn't make me a smart person. And that's proved. Yeah, that's been proved this week. But I'm excited to have our first guest today. Yes, me too. I'm super excited. I first met uh, Melissa at a step study and she then became my first real relationship. Well, besides my immediate family in recovery. So... With her, I learned a lot of how things actually should be, you know, than what it used to be back in the day where things were very shallow and, and just just not how it should. Yeah, real friendship. Fri- right. Yeah. So I'm very excited to have her here. I love her, her family, her story. Yeah. And um, I'm excited for everybody to hear, too, and all the people that will be impacted by this, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm super excited about it. When I heard her testimony um, a couple months ago, I was just so blown away by the transparency of it. And so I'm excited to get the stories behind the story. That would be awesome. Yeah. And when we'll be back, then we'll have Melissa with us. All right. Hi, Melissa. How are you today? Thank you for coming. Oh, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We're really excited to have you. And um, we're really uh, trying to focus now on getting the story behind the story. So since we know your story, we're going to tell your story in a different way. We want to have a conversation about... We want to talk about your addiction because we're we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about kids, and um, we're going to try and bring it all around, and and give people some hope for the future. Yes, let's get just right into it, right? So we have more time to get more out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me first. What 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 are you in recovery for? How long you you've been in recovery, and what are your struggles? So the listeners know what we're talking about. Okay, I'm in recovery for um, a long time. Um, methamphetamine um, addiction 
love affair, if you will, <laughs> with mm-hmm. meth. Um, I've been in I've been in recovery for about uh, four uh, about four and a half years now, and I do I of course I do have my struggles. You know, I struggle with you know anxiety and stress. You know that sort of thing. And you've been clean for four and a half years now. Uh, yes, far my half. Okay, that's congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Awesome. That's Thank huge. you so much. So tell us about how your addiction began and. When you were a kid, did you struggle with drugs as a child um, or as a teenager? Tell us about that. Okay, well, honestly, um, going back to my childhood, I had a a very normal childhood, you know. And, you know, I was brought up, you know, normal house. And I moved out here. um, I moved out here from a small town in Texas right before I started high school. And, no, I honestly, when I was in high school, um, I guess for lack of a better term, I dabbled you know, I with with pot, and you know, I drank a little bit, and I actually tried meth for the first time when I was a senior in high school. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. And um, and that was about the extent of it. And then I got out of high school, and I prob I did it um, maybe two or three more times at that point. Okay. Yeah. So very recreational. Very no. recreational. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. you wouldn't consider yourself an addict as a teenager. Definitely not. Okay. So when did you meet your husband? Um, I met him um, when I was 20 years old back in 1998. Okay. Yes. And you guys started dating right away. We did. We started dating right away. Um, uh, You know, like a month to be exact. It was very short. Okay. (laughs) But in that month, I had gotten pregnant with our first one. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Meet the man of your dreams. Get pregnant immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What a way to start a relationship. Oh, yes. And, um... But I was three months pregnant um, before I, I found out I was pregnant because I was in denial. And, um, and then when I found out, um, Jason, um, my husband, well, my now husband, he was living on the East Coast. So we weren't even together. Okay. So you yeah. met, you were not together, um, and you were pregnant. So you met here. Okay. So you met, you're not together. He's working on the East Coast. Exactly. He comes back here when you're almost ready to give birth, correct? Um, he moved out here when I was probably about six months pregnant. He okay. found out, he found out through a family member that I was pregnant and decided to move back. Oh, so yes. you were not together. We were not together at all. We, oh. weren't, we weren't even speaking. I, I had heard that he had moved um, with his family, um, or I heard he has family in uh, Florida, and he had moved to go work out there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so he comes back. You guys get together. You're, you're pregnant. Everything's fine. You get married. Yep. Right before the baby's born or right after? Uh, three days before the baby was born, we okay. got married. All right. <laughs> yes. So, all right. So, let's... In November. Let's get into yes. it. You go In ahead. You ask her, Ralph. So, <laughs> so I'm, I want to jump a little bit okay. to the part. So, you, you guys had Jordan... And everything is great. You got married and things are good. And then I want to go to the part where CPS got involved. Because I know that was right away after Jordan was born. Wait, wait. I want to know when is the first time you guys use drugs together? Because you're married three days before the baby's born. 
And this is like, I mean, it's like right <laughs> after you get married. It, it, it is right after we get married. Um, or were uh, you using when you were pregnant? No, I was not using when I was pregnant. Okay. But, Jason, but Jason, my my now husband, he was. He was. Um, oh. Yes, oh. He didn't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was thickens. I know, and, and I know, thickens. and I know this story. And I'm still like, oh my god, I I had forgot this part. All right, I was so jumping Jason's, already. Jason was, <laughs> Jason had used while I was pregnant, but was Jason a chronic user before? Um, I I believe so. Okay, I, chronic. I don't know if that's the right word, uh-huh. but. It, he, he more did than drugs. recreational. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he didn't. When we were engaged, before we got married, he did not know that I ever had anything to do with any kind of drugs. Uh huh. So. Well, you really didn't. You said you used four right, or five times. Right. Um. But I still knew the telltale signs. Uh huh. And and I knew when I knew when he when he was using. Oh. And um. But then he didn't. Re- um. I I never told him that I have used in the past. Um, no matter how little it was, I didn't tell him until after we got married and after I had um, Jordan. But he okay. was already using by then. Um, yes, yes, not not all the time, but yes, he was. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so when did you start using? Right after I told him that I've done it and that I've used in the and past. When after was that? Jordan was born. After Jordan was born. How so, long after Jordan was born? Two. I, I would say two. about about two to four weeks. <laughs> about I would say about a month. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, because. In this two months, so good then. Because, because Jordan was two months when the whole right. CPS and the right. police. He and, was and born. Jordan was born December second. I'm thinking, um, okay, yeah, timeline wise, before Christmas is when I started using. Oh, so not even a not month. Not even a month. Okay. Not even a month. All right, so yep. let's go from there. Okay. So, you start using right before Christmas or right around Christmas. Yes. When does this arrest happen? Um, two months later in February of 1999. Okay. So you have you have your first stop by the police yeah. and, and, and everything came to light then. Exactly. Um, they uh, they had found us asleep in his in um, my husband's car, in Jason's car. So the with, cop... With Jordan in the back seat at two months old. Okay. Yes. Wow. So, okay. So, and then they arrest Jason. Yes, they do. Why do they only arrest Jason? Because um, they let me go on the condition because I had Jordan with the, with me, uh-huh. and they they let me take Jordan with me on the condition that I called my mother. Um, who so he took all the blame for paraphernalia. Oh, he took the he took every single okay. blame for it. Okay, so yeah, then and you... he said I I didn't have I didn't know where anything was and um, yes. And he had actually, at that time, he had lied to the police and said that he had thrown all the paraphernalia out the window, and so he had the police searching for it. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Things, okay. Things, things so, we do. Yeah. You, so that happens. You go to your mom's. Mm-hmm. And so then what happens from there? You guys... Are now now CPS is involved. See, C- and your baby's two months old. Two months old. Yes, CPS got involved um, because again, J- uh, Jason and I were both asleep in the um, in the car with two month old Jordan in the back seat. Mm-hmm. So um, C- CPS got involved because Jason got arrested. 
Um, and they let us, uh, CPS let us keep Jordan, you know, custody of Jordan on the condition that we do one year of drug court. Okay. Which, at the time, we didn't know what drug court was. And um, it's a year-long program that is very, um, that is very monitored, you know, by counselors, by the gov- not the government, but by police, well, the law enforcement, sure. the courts, courts and family courts. Yes. Okay. So you guys were clean for a year? No. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to say that we were, but no. All right. Um, So tell me about that year and how you got through drug court unclean. Okay. um, That is astonishing to me as a non- drug user um briefly you know briefly uh you know a little brief description about drug court is it's a year-long program it's four it's uh four phases um it's four phases the first second third and fourth and by the second um by the second or the third phase we only had to go down you know and check in and do these classes maybe two or three times a week so we had it in our heads once we got to the third phase we weren't having to go every day so we had we could get high on meth and then be clean by the next week oh yes so it's out of your system it's out of our it's said to be out of your system within three to four days depending on on a urine test okay 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 yeah all right so all right, so we do a year drug court. You graduate from drug court. We, dr- we graduate from drug court, yes. Keep custody we of keep, Jordan. We keep custody. Case closed. Case closed. Things Everything. are good. Things Everything's are good. good. And then what? Uh, um, right, after, right after we got um, we got out of drug court, we didn't get high on meth. Mm-hmm. We stayed clean off meth, but we did other, we did other drugs. Okay. And... Um, after that year, that was in... Um, because I think it's a lot of misconception of people. As long as you don't relapse on your drug of choice... Right. Right. Then you're good. Because right. that's not exactly. what you like anyways. You know, you're just doing that right. because you just want to, like, you it know, relax. And, right. right. Exactly. Just to, to kind of chill. But we have it in our... Or I had it in my mind that, okay, it's not meth, so I'm good. Well, you... So, yeah. Yeah. So, can you look back now at that year, that crazy year, right? Yes. Can you look back now and see a core issue? Like, where where did this, where did the using come from? What was, what were you, what were you running away from? Were you running away from? Were you afraid of something? What, what is that core issue that you and Jason were, were so, um, I don't know if you, entangled in this together? Um, or was it once you started, it was like, oh, this is fun. I honestly, I think it's the latter, Barb. Um, I think once we started at that time, you know, back in 1999, the year 2000, at that time, um, it was just, it was fun. Um, less the, uh, about two months, about um, a month and a half before we got um, caught by the police is the first time we learned and we did that you could inject meth. And oh, so two weeks into your addiction, yeah. you started shooting up. Yes, we. Yes, I did. Wow. Yes, and that was a whole different ball game, and it was at that time it was hard. It was hard to stop, or even That's hard to deep. want to stop. That's deep. Very. Yeah. We were. 
into it. You flew yeah. in head first. Head first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was okay. there was no stopping. There was no nothing. It was it was all in. Yeah. I was all in. So I um without hesitation. I want to ask because. I think knowing your story again, I said that before. <laughs> um, another thing that it, that it, it stuck to me that I, and I think it happens all the time. I want you to tell us more about when you guys picked up and moved to run away from everybody else because you know it's everybody's fault. Right. Right. Because everything is everybody's fault. At least with me. Oh, me yeah, too. Yeah, I'm a drug addict, so <laughs> right. I'll blame. God, I'll blame right. the Holy Spirit before I'll, I'll take right. responsibility of for course. anything, right? Yes. So, uh, in the past, I tried to take responsibility for everything today, which, you know, mm-hmm. you know how it is. People was oh, like, yeah. why are you so happy? And I was like, you know, I actually do have a lot more responsibilities today than I did before. Right. But that's for a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell so, us about when you guys picked up and moved okay, that to was, Maryland. Um, yes, that was 12 years ago in 2006. And just an FYI, 2006, probably to this day, is still a blur to me. Oh, my okay. ratio of being high and being sober, my being high was a lot higher than me being clean and oh, sober. Okay. Um, so it was um, August of 2006. Um, I had gotten laid off from my job. My husband lost his job. It was all due to our addiction. Okay. Um, we, his dad, who lives in Maryland. And you had another kid by then. You yes. had Logan. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, at that time, Logan, it was 2006. So Logan, my our second son, he was four four years old at the time. Oh, okay. And um, so we want um, we. We were just, my husband and I were in it really bad, and um, that was probably, I think that was around the first time that um, we had, um, if you will, for lack of, you know, better term, is um, it's the first time we've introduced other people into our marriage um, and broke the sanctity and the, our safe sanctuary of our bedroom. Okay. Um, and so in August of 2006, after being deep into it and actually we made the decision to move to Maryland where his dad actually still lives um, while we were high. <laughs> I, I told him, I go, I can't do this anymore. I, I don't think we will ever stop using drugs and ever get sober until we move. <laughs> we need to move and leave the state. Well, and, people, places, and things, right? Right, exactly. And so we decided to pick up, take our kids, and move cross-country 2,500 miles away to Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. wow. Yes. And then you learned real quick uh, that we, wherever you go, then there you exactly. we are, right? And our drug of choice is unheard of where we were at. Oh, they don't have meth there. Heard of. They're like, oh my goodness, you would have to go, you know, travel hours, you know, or a long time just to get that. It was very unheard of. Wow. But there were other drugs that are very prominent where we, where we lived. Oh. Um, you know, I, 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 start, I started uh, drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cross-addicted into other drugs, pills, coke, crack. Um, just anything I could get my hands on 
But I had it in my head. Well, it's not meth, so I'm good. Okay. <laughs> you know, and um, and that was our way, my way of um, of working on myself mm-hmm. was moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, we did well. I were I got a job there. I got a job there, and I actually worked with the same medical facility um, the whole four years we lived there. We, we lived there from 2006 to 2010. And then... Um, but you're drinking and doing drugs. We're drinking every weekend. Yeah. You know, we were... Um, you're binging all weekend. Oh, sure. yes. Mm. Definitely binging. Definitely binging. For sure. Yeah. And, and how did you manage kids... Kids, kids' school, kids' activities, and and all that with the addiction, the husband, and bringing extra people, like I say, into the bedroom. How did you manage all that? How was your relationship with your kids, and how did the kids? Um, once we got, once I got sober, um, for the meantime, for the week, <laughs> um, forgot all about it. Quote unquote, forgot all about it. Um, my husband and I left, would leave that aspect of it to us, to ourselves. We never spoke about it mm. when we were sober. Oh, we, interesting. We never spoke about it. Um, and then we would, you know, go to sleep on a Sunday night, wake up Monday morning, go to work, work business as usual, kids as usual, everything as usual. And, um... So you didn't do drugs during the week? No. There in Maryland. In Maryland, and even for a while here, mm-hmm. yeah, we we kind of had it down to science. Uh huh. Friday, Friday, um, Friday at five to Friday Sunday at, at ten. Yeah. To Sunday, we go. We eat, go to sleep, wake up Monday, business as usual, mm-hmm. work, deal with the kids, right? Okay. And never spoke about what we did on the weekends. Okay. Got and it. if we did. There's a lot of crying on both of our ends. Uh-huh. And then... After crying as far as Crying regret? as far as regret, as um, we still love each other. We, It's almost like we had to work harder to tell each other that we loved each other, that we still want to be together, that we were still happy in our marriage. You know, but the, um, the physical intimacy was... Um, was I wouldn't say non-existent, but it wasn't as well as it could have been mm. when we were sober. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got it. So, yeah. almost the drugs gave you courage, mm. yeah. right? Yeah. Because sure. I think a lot of people get out like get alcohol courage, right? Do right. You think I, right. So I can do these right. or because if I'm mm-hmm. sober I can't do these or right. I can't exactly. have that conversation. Oh people or, always say I need another drink first. Right. Exactly. Sure. And it, it I've said us, that. Who hasn't said that? Oh, right. Absolutely. And it gave us courage to do what we did high. But then even when we were when we were sober during the week. We couldn't even be intimate with each other. Because, yeah, all those feelings were, yeah, It was regret. all jumbled sure. and mixed up. So yeah. I have a question that yes. it's not on my notes here, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's important. Go for it. Um, do you think you were codependent on Jason on your addiction? Definitely. 
Yes, because um, he, you know, and I and I can I can talk freely and say this freely um, because Jason would actually agree with it. Was um, back then um, in the in our addiction in the height of our addiction, um, he would be the one to call me and say, hey, I want let, to, let's, let's go get high or something. Right. And I would say, no, no, I'm going to leave you if you get it. But the thing is, he knew that I had no intention of leaving, mm. so, that I was just going to argue. Right. But at the end of the day, I was going to do it with so, him. Another question. Yes on this and then we'll move on because I'm very curious. I don't think I ever asked you that question. So this will begin. Um, so hypothetically, I'm from Brazil. So everybody knows there are words I can't say. <laughs> Looking back today, do you think you would have ever done drugs if you hadn't came in contact with Jason that had already been doing drugs? Do you just hypothetically? hypothetically. You want my wait no. wait you want my opinion first hold on go ahead here's my opinion first I think she would have met somebody else who was doing too right and I you know honestly I I probably wouldn't have stayed away from drugs mm -hmm. but I don't know if I would have ever um, I, I don't know honestly I don't know because just like what Barb said your curiosity uh, was out there. Personally, the way I think I'm wired. Um, and you were curious I, I would, already. I would have found it some other way. And and when we when we first um, when we first started shooting up, there was no arm twisting. I ah. Said, okay. <laughs> right. So. I, it's just it's just. I mean, you know, I I think because a lot of people say. You only did it. My mom used to say it. Because oh, you only did it because, because of her him. company or because somebody next to her. And I was like, not really. You know, I think eventually it was just a matter of time. That's, I would I would do whatever. Right. So, you know, that's, that's why I ask. Said. But and I think it's a mom thing yeah, because they what, don't want to believe that I, we are capable of doing right, such things. Right. Yeah, that's what, my, that's what my mom said. And probably still to this day, she'll, she'll say it. That... If it was that, if it wasn't for the company I keep or kept, mm. you know, and I and I don't know how many times I've had to tell her that it was, it. I'm sure my my addiction, what whatever I was addicted to or whatever I started becoming addicted to, started long before I met Jason. Sure, just, I was just gonna say it's that just something like, triggered it. I was right. just gonna say, yeah. you know, for me it's the same thing because like, it, I that's why I don't pick people to be with anymore <laughs> because I picked the same people it's over and over again. It's the same pattern. No matter who they are, it's right. the same pattern continues. And so she would have picked someone probably the sure. same the same way. Right, but this is just, you know, this question obviously it's not a, it's not about uh, Jason. Yeah. Right, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah. I, I mean yeah. I say Jason because yeah. he was there, you know? Right, it's just right. like I say it's just like could, should have, would have. I mean, yeah. it, we will never know. It, right. There is impossible right. to right. know. It's just, right. it's just for fun. It's 99.9% just... of my story, and anybody that knows it, 
includes Jason. Right. Sure. And because a lot we, of my story yeah. includes yeah. Ryan because there is no yeah. way not to because right. I've been together. with him right. 10 years. Right. So, you know, yeah. a lot. He was there or... Yeah, he, we've been together more than half my life. It's his fault, all of it. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, getting to the good part because, you know, I like the good part. So, you had a long addiction. You had a 20-year addiction. Yeah. So, <laughs> you guys were in and out of recovery, right? I, so, I wouldn't say in and out of recovery. I'd say in and out of addiction. In that, oh, I love that. Yeah, that's we were talking about that yesterday. Raphaela mm-hmm. was saying, "Oh, people say they're chronic relapsers," and she said, there's "But no you such never been in the recovery." In recovery. Yeah. There's, you there's no such thing as a chronic relapse. Right. Right. You know, but, it's like if you just keep relapsing, you just keep doing it. Right. You know, and you, right. Have to be you might recovery. have to take a break. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you need in order for you to relapse, you have to be in recovery. Right. You can't relapse just because you right. didn't do it for two right. days. Doesn't mean you relapse if you never even enter recovery. But you know, this is a different topic. We right. were just talking, right. and it's funny you mention it. All right. So twenty year addiction. Yep. I want to hear the worst thing you've ever done. Um, I'd have to say getting arrested, uh, getting arrested and, um, our kids seeing me handcuffed in the back of a police car and while I was in jail, losing the kids to CPS. And how old were they? Um, that was, that was four and a half years ago. So Logan was 11 and Jordan was, um, like 15. Or so. Wow! So a straight up fifteen hardcore year. Yeah. So battle. they, so they're old enough where they understand and they know what's going on. So yeah. they know yeah. that their parents are addicts. Yes. And how did they react with this news? Like, they it was news to them, or it's like, oh, I already they, knew. They kind of already knew. You know, because they, they see that every once in a while, their parents would act, quote unquote, differently. And let me ask this. So 15 years, you never got arrested in 15 years? Um, Be- Jason got arrested when the baby was a month. Right. And while we were in drug court, I got I, I, went to j- I went to jail um, at the end of the drug court. And, you know, like okay, that was a year. A year. So another 14 years, you never got arrested? Correct. And Jason never got arrested. Correct. Wow. That did not happen to me. That never happens. Because I got, I felt like it was a conspiracy against me because I would step my foot out (laughs) and I got arrested. But you know, funny thing is, since I've been clean, I've never been arrested. So (laughs) I come to believe that it was not a a conspiracy then, that it was actually me doing the wrong thing but anyhow i'm I'm glad you've come to that conclusion (laughs) i'm very proud of you but you know i've i've been arrested many many times all right so you get arrested yes and then is that when you found recovery yeah um yes um i actually i found i found recovery um the rooms of narcotics anonymous um two months before i got arrested oh um, it was December of 2013, and that's I got clean, and then I relapsed and had that uh, had a really bad relapse February of 2014, mm. and that's when um, we got arrested, went to jail, and lost the kids all in the same time span Swoop. of a few days. Okay, which yeah. it just proves, I think, that um, 
when we get clean and we relapse, it's just everything comes back worse right. mm. every time. So and true. Right. Faster and quick. You right. lose things quickly. So true. Then, because at first for me, it took years, right? It took right. 10 years right. for me to get to the point that I was. Mm-hmm. And then once I got clean and then I relapsed, it was just like boom, 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 boom. You know, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> You know, so it's just it it it's true. You know, every right, time right. you relapse, things just get get worse back. and worse ten times. Ten times, wow. right? Exactly. So. And I and I experience, you know, because they always say that you can experience like jails, institutions, and death. And I've two, you know, two out of three. I, you know, I, I've gone to jail twice. Um, I I spent the week. I spent a week um, in a mental institution. Mm-hmm. You know. All. Were you in psychosis from the drugs, or were you just having a um, I, time? I think I was just having a mental breakdown from the drugs. I mm-hmm. yeah, and um, I um, they had put me on a mandatory. It's a uh, was called yeah. a fifty one fifty, and I had to be transferred to uh, to the psych unit. Oh okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Being there, done that. <laughs> Also, <laughs> also, no wonder you guys are besties. <laughs> can't relate. Can't relate. You, you can't you can be besties with people that doesn't get it, right? right. They'll be like, right. "You are way too crazy for my right, right. normal, exactly. right?" Right? Totally. And people just right. don't get it. Yeah. So tell me, um, so you, so you get arrested and you spend how long in jail? Uh, it was about five days. Oh, so mm-hmm. not long. Not long at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you come out, is that when you go back to NA? How long were you in NA? Um, were yes. Were you clean after that? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. That was um, when when I got arrested um, four years ago. That's when I got clean, that's and your I clean went day. back into the um, into the rooms of NA. Uh huh. And that's um, you know where where I stayed. It's where okay. I got clean awesome. and. Um, but you know, I was I was definitely clean and sober with the help of NA. Mm-hmm. But I, I I still found something missing. Okay. Like I was mad. I was mad that I was clean, <laughs> and it's just I just I I just always thought something was missing, and uh, and I didn't find what was missing until so that was February two thousand fourteen until about. November, December, 2014. All right. So you and Jason both come to CR together. Jason, Jason, Jason came first. Okay. Jason came first, um, in August of 2014. Uh I, um, I was working at the airport at the time. Mm -hmm. So I, I, my schedule wasn't very open to being home at night and stuff because I was working nights. And, um, and what'd you think about him entering this Christian recovery program? Were you guys going to church? Like what? Um, we had gone on? to church. Yes, um, we had we and we actually had gone to Central. Uh-huh. Um, but I wasn't. I didn't go very often. And um, I was actually. I knew that not only myself but Jason. We needed something. You know, at that time, didn't know what, but mm-hmm. definitely needed something. And then. Um, you know, fast forward a couple months to January of 2015 is when my schedule opened up and was able to attend CR. Oh, that's and step study. And, and step study. And step study. 
And then that's when I realized what was missing in my life. Mm -hmm. It was was God. And I, you know, once, once I had God in my life, it's everything started to fall into place. I used to think that once I was clean and sober, that everything would fall into place. But no, it's stuff was still shit. Yeah. I was just clean. Mm Mm-hmm. But once I, and this is for me, once I had God in my, once I fully surrendered and accepted God as my higher power, that's when everything started to fall into place for me. That's when I found this inner peace that I knew I could do this, that I could get through recovery. I could, I could not only be clean, but also be happy and not, and try not to act on my other character defects mm. that I may have. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, Celebrate Recovery through Central is, I, I can't even say it's a big part of my life because it's such a huge part of my life. Yeah. I always you know? say like CR, CR is my base yeah. and then things build off of that now. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's go to the good part. What, what do you consider the miracles in your life since you've got into recovery? Let's talk about the good things that came off since you've... Because we're what? Three and a half years since you've been in CR now. Right. Okay. Four and a half. No, it's 2018. You came January of 2015. Okay, so oh yeah, that's right. I was thinking about how I was clean. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank you, Barb. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna rewind a little bit to um, 2013 in the height of my addiction. Just real quick, um, I lost my job um, due to my addiction, and I worked with probably the best medical office I could have ever hoped and dreamed for Mm -hmm. and after a few years I um my addiction just caught up to me and I lost my job um and that was August of 2013 and fast forward exactly two years to the day um they hired me back because um they they hired me back because I still kept in contact with um, some of my girlfriends that I worked with and they saw such a huge change in me that they um, you know a couple of the girls got in touch with me and um, talked to me and everything and saw and just saw that I that I've really turned my life around and um, so I got hired back that's so awesome and um, I've been back with that office almost three years now and um, the same day that I got hired back is the same day my CPS case closed I was with there. the kids. I know. And um, so that that's just been a huge um, blessing, yeah. you know, because every time, you know, and, and just like with any job, you still have your stresses and everything like that. But every time I walk in to that office, no matter how stressed out I might be, no matter how I know it's going to be such a busy day or whatever, I feel very humbled, you know, because, and I, and there's, there's two things that I will always live by is, um, 
no matter what, no matter how, how I feel in my recovery and if I feel that I think I'm quote unquote good, I'm only one bad, bad decision away from a relapse and um, I will never forget where I come from. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, and let's not forget mm. me. She met. <laughs> that is. Oh, my Raffi. That she, she got this miracle. <laughs> right? So true. I yeah. mean, really. Right. Who yeah. needs anything else? <laughs> Kids, family. And it did. You know. You know. You know. I know how she feels. Um, so. What is one thing that you do for your recovery every day to to stay sober, to stay um, in recovery? Just it's, it's hard work, don't you think? Oh, it's definitely definitely hard work, but it's rewarding for me. I pray. Um, I I stay connected, you know, because life, as Raffi always says, life gets lifey, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, but I, I always stay connected. And again, and you know, and I've, I'll probably say this to Tom Blue in the face, I don't forget where, where I come from. I, I am that person who lost it all. The job, the home, the kids, almost my marriage, almost lost my life, you know, my sanity. And I, I don't forget where I come from. Yeah. You know? Um, That's really awesome. Well, I think we're, um, do you have any more questions, Barb? We're, we're, we're out of time, so I'm going to ask the question that um, we ask. What can you say to our listeners who might be struggling right now? Just know that you're not alone. I know it, it, it seems hard. It seems like you, you may be the only one going through it. Just know that you're not alone. And also... Definitely, for sure, always know it's more work to get high than it is to stay clean. All right, guys. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Um, Before you go, we're going to play a game. Um, I have a bowl. Okay. Full of questions. And I want you to pick one of each color. One of each color. Okay, gotcha. There's purple, green, and hot pink. And then we're going to read the questions. Give me the hot pink. Of course. I mean, hello, you are hot pink. So, (laughs) if people floated instead of walking, how far off the ground would you be? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I... Right now, in my life, I think I'd be pretty. I, I'd pr- be pretty high, floating off the ground. Yeah, I would be. I, things yeah. are good I, right I, now. Yeah, things are things are good right now. I'm I'm pretty content. I so, love that. Yeah, That's awesome. It's like the Serenity Prayer says, like, be reasonably happy in this right. life. Yeah, that's all I really want to be. I just when I first heard that, I always thought. That's a weird saying. Right. But you know but what? I, think, I just want to be reasonably happy. Reasonably happy. And I think when you. I do. I live with an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Even yeah. when bad yeah. things happen and I'm like, right. thank you, God. Right. Because exactly. this will make me stronger. Right. I'm grateful I'm learn. for this. And I think that helps us live in a happy life. Because happiness, to be honest, comes from within. Yep. It's mm. not from what you have. It's your what attitude. Is right. Totally. And the difference between a good day and a bad day. 
is also your attitude. It's totally. Um, all right, purple question, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. What would you do on Mars for fun? On Mars for fun? I'd <laughs> I'd wanna like because I, I I strongly believe that there's other you know oh, other you? beings that I do. Yes. I okay, do, we're gonna right? talk about that off air. Okay. okay. So I would like well, I, you know, I feel like they have like their own little community yeah, and stuff. Yeah, totally. I'd wanna go like door to door and meet people. Oh. <laughs> or meet that being. Let's let's talk about that. We that will. Door to door? <laughs> so obviously they have houses. They now. have houses. Oh if, yes. if you're on Mars and having fun there's houses. There's houses. There's a lot of stuff. Definitely. There's so much you can do. But yes. I would want to start off by meeting those beings. I, I'm with you. Okay. I like your answer. Thanks. All right. Last one. Green question. Okay. Would you rather? Oh! Oh! <laughs> would you rather be covered in ants or covered in worms? Worms, definitely. Yes, for sure. Yes, and worms. Bites you and bite. And bite allergic. So and <laughs> I would hope that a worm would crawl in and be a tapeworm and eat all my stuff. So I could <laughs> get skinny. That would be awesome. Oh my goodness. They could no. suck it out. No. <laughs> you die. You'll be sick and die but, probably, uh, probably of a parasite something. All right, listen, I need a quick fix. I am an addict. Okay. Anyway. Thank you again for coming, Melissa. Thank so you so fun. much for having me. Really, I really I appreciate fun. you. Okay. I love you both so Thank much. Take the time to speak love and spread hope and just inspire people yes. that are listening today. Yeah. Thank we you. really appreciate I love it. You both. Thank you so much. All right, guys, welcome back. We're just going to close up real quick and say um, that we really enjoyed having Melissa on in that conversation. And we hope you guys like this format. We hope you are enjoying listening to it. And um, we just wanted to talk a little bit about how we related to Melissa's story because the truth is that we want to relate to even the differences in the story. Like, I'm not a drug addict, but I can relate to Melissa's story because I ran away from Chicago to Las Vegas to get away from my problems. And so I can relate to, to those kinds of struggles and, of course, marriage struggles. I, and the insanity you know. of doing the yeah, same, same thing, thing. expecting different over. results, yeah. you know? And uh, I can relate, obviously, I'm, I'm a drug addict, so I can relate to the fact that I understand. I, I was in denial of even being in denial. So until I was sort of, I feel like, forced to be in recovery sure. because I was in jail and that was uh, is either I do that or, you know, mm -hmm. so I can relate to that. I can relate to losing my kid. I can relate, right. you know, to um, have a partner that also mm -hmm. doing the most. I can, I can relate to that as well. And, and the fact that um, programs and Court. courts yeah. and I mean, I feel like I... I lived in there. Right. You know, because I've always had something going on for the last, you know, right. for like 12 years there. But I love that you guys have done the recovery together and that you're accountability partners and that you're friends. And it's just, it's awesome. And it's great to see how, um, how, you know, you started at the same time. You guys are really working the program and, 
it's just great to see. It's it's so encouraging. So I would never thought, you know. I think that, it's a perfect example of why you have to build that team right away when you get into recovery. It's like find somebody, figure it out, you know, make yourself vulnerable, get their phone number, those kinds of things. Pick up the phone. Yeah. You know, before it happens, because after, I mean, it's just like, you know. Then you're just telling a story. Pick up the phone before (laughs) I tell my sponsors. I was like, you have to call me before, because, I mean, obviously I'm going to be there for you after, before, anytime, but I won't be able to talk you off the edge. If you call me after, if you're already in the pool, right? Right. <laughs> if you're jump, if you already jumped, so right. you know, make sure that that's very important. So, yeah. well, thank you guys for listening. We want to encourage you to go to our Facebook page at Recovery Two Hundred One Podcast. Um, we have a Twitter account Recovery Two Hundred One Pod, and our Instagram Recovery Two Hundred One Podcast. Um, and we want to hear from you. We want to. We want to hear from people around the world if you are in recovery please send us an email we want to talk to you our email is recovery 201 podcast at gmail.com and i think this is it for today thank you for listening remember focus on the similarities not the differences this is rafaela and this is barb see you next time one love